We've begun. We have begun. And yeah. I promise I'm not going to do anything to irritate you intentionally. Why do you make promises you cannot keep? I said intentionally. Yes, everything you do is intentional. Not everything I do is intentional. You're That's an intentional absolutely. person. I'm, 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 wasn't there a movie with Nicole Kidman, The Intentional? Uh, what? No. What? No? No? The, the Peacemaker. Yes, The Peacemaker. Yes, the yes. movie was sponsored by Mentos. Yes, with Rosemary Clooney. And also Rosemary Harris. And Harris Yulberg. <laughs> what? Who's <laughs> Harris Yulberg? I, I couldn't think of anybody named Harris. No, there's a Harris Yulin. Episode number 48. Episode fill me in. Episode number anything. 48 of uh, season 2. Episode 3 of season 2. Episode 48 it's, overall. Wait, stop it with the numbers. It's too confusing with the numbers. How about it's just fill me in. Here's what's coming up on the show. We have viewer mail. We have Stephen Grimaldi Grant. We are going to talk all about and include some interviews from our trip to Boston, to We're, the Boston Crossword Tournament. Yes, Ryan is going to explain how Twitter works. I am going to explain how Twitter works. And the arc. Yes. The season-long arc. The arc with two spellings. Tune in to find out how. All that coming up on this episode of Fill Me In. This is how we make the crossword podcast. Give me a gong. Here we go. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. On this podcast, during this episode, you are going to die. You are going to be murdered live on this show. I didn't mean to. Live on this show. I, I didn't, you are not in control of your actions. I didn't mean to do that. I totally didn't mean to do that. You can. Edit. I hate Ryan Hecht. <laughs> you can edit that out. No, 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 no. It's you. It is the way that you are. <laughs> I think we need to start over. Why? Why do we need to start over? Because you were wrong? Because you did something wrong? You know what we didn't include on the agenda, which fit, figures into the you misbehaving category? Yes. We did not include you wrapping up the countdown. I, I So wrap up the countdown now. I'm going to wrap No, no, no. Now. You promised me last week that you would do it this I'm, week. Here we are this week. The Grapes, aluminum, nonsense. This whole thing was garbage. Wrap it up. I'm, Explain the countdown. I'm going to, but I think we need I think we need to pause and edit some stuff out. We can edit later. Explain the countdown now. I botched the countdown. There it is. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Moving on to item number one <laughs> on this week's agenda. Okay, that's part one. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Uh, this week's viewer mailbag is, uh, well, it, it, it's empty, empty, actually. Well, you know, we we have some viewer mail, but they kind of pertain to other parts of the agenda. So, so I think we just need to... Uh... Viewer mail, closing it up. Now, the next item on our agenda has to do with our good friend Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Now, Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Stephen Grant uh, is the uh, Vice President of Operations, I believe, for Magmic Games. Who, uh, and he was at the ACPT. Magmic Games was like the... The, the main the, sponsor. Yeah, the sponsor, the... the corporate sponsor of the ACPT and Stephen was there and you know we've traded emails with him he's he, he called us out on a, on a major issue 
uh, many episodes ago, and we've recapped this before. I'll recap it again just quickly. I uh, just sort of ad-libbed off the cuff an offer to anybody who was a new viewer who was going to be at the ACPT and talk to us that I would buy them some pizza from Grimaldi's Pizza, this great place in Brooklyn. Stephen called me on this, and after trying to backpedal and failing, uh, I caved and we bought him pizza. We went out, we got him pizza. Yeah, yeah. Ryan and I went to Grimaldi's in the cold, in the freezing Brooklyn cold. We got a pizza, we brought it back, we served it to Stephen, we sat there and enjoyed the pizza with him and his wife, and uh, that was all well and good. And since then, we have heard almost nothing from Stephen Grimaldi Grant, which is fine. Like, that's it's not a big deal. You know, people come and go, and they have their lives, and they're busy. However, I'd like to draw our attention, though, to about two months ago. Yes. And it was actually, well, you know, I think we need to open the vintage viewer mailbag. Viewer mail! Opening it up. That's apparently what Ryan's voice sounded like two months ago. <laughs> uh, it's Saturday, February 14th, 2009. Yes. Viewer mail from Stephen Grant. I'm, uh, I'm going to read an excerpt of this. It says, Tell you what, if you buy me pizza, I'll hook you up with a free copy of the mobile solver on the smartphone of your choice, including a subscription, and maybe you can review the application on a later podcast. That sounds great. That sounds exciting, and I believe that at the time we were pretty excited about the opportunity to get a free copy of the mobile solving software, the New York Times mobile for the smartphone of our choice. You have a smartphone, don't you? I do. And I have a smartphone. I do. What kind of crossword software do you have on that? I currently have some crappy kind of crossword software. Is it from Magmic Games? No. Do you have some sort of subscription that allows you to download the latest New York Times puzzles? No. 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 Do you? No. No. I have and none and of why that. don't you? Because Stephen Grimaldi Grant has not sent us any. Stephen Grimaldi Grant, it seems, has not come through on his, his half of this bargain. We came through on our half. We did. We bought you pizza. We you did. see how I've now turned this into the second person? We are directing this portion of the program directly to Stephen Grimaldi Grant. <laughs> you, Stephen Grimaldi Grant. We bought you pizza, and you promised us some software, and... And, and, and there's no software. We don't and, have the software and, yet. And uh, on a side note, I uh, you might have seen I had uh, posted a picture of Stephen of Brian and of this Grimaldi's Pizza up on our blog. Yes. And I took that from my Flickr account. And my Facebook is connected to my Flickr. Every time I, I upload something from Flickr, Facebook, my Facebook profile uh, notifies me. You, you, you are an internet expert. I am. You know everything about the internet. And so I uploaded that picture of Stephen and the pizza to Flickr. Stephen saw that I had done it on Facebook, and he comments and he says, Booyah! That's what I'm talking about. Something like that. Something right. Now, what I would really... You know what I see in the future? I see a picture of you and me, Ryan. You and me. I'm now talking to you, Ryan, yes. and not you, Stephen. You and me, Ryan, holding up our respective smartphones with the solving software obvious on the screen so that we can post that picture to Facebook and send a comment to Stephen Grimaldi Grant that says, Booyah, that's what we're talking about. Yes, we would like to be talking about that. Well, I would very much like to be, I would like to talk about owning that software. I would like to stop talking about this yeah. and start talking about that. Nicely put. Thank you. Nicely put. So Stephen Grimaldi Grant, whenever you get around to listening to this episode of the podcast, please know that we are calling you out and we eagerly await our free software. Which is over a month late. Kindly yours, Brian and Ryan. Yes. All Is right. That done? Are we done with the yes. old viewer mail? Do we need to close up the vintage viewer mailbag? Viewer mail. Closing it up. 
my god. I don't know what to do with that. It's very, very weird. Uh, uh, item number three on the agenda uh, is Boston. Boston Yesterday. is a, Boston's a city in Massachusetts. Boston for those is who a don't city know. Uh, in Massachusetts. Yesterday, Brian, myself, and Dan Fair, winner of the C Division, winner of the B Division, climbed into a Nissan Sentra and drove up to Boston, up to Harvard, and took part in the first annual Boston Crossword Tournament. Now, because some people are a little bit nitpicky about details, I do want to point out that we know Harvard is actually in Cambridge. We do. We, we know this. We do. It's actually in Cambridge, which is not the same thing as Boston. Nonetheless, we use Boston as a general term to describe as, as Boston and the greater community. As did they. Uh, I believe so. They didn't call it the Cambridge Crossword Tournament. That's right. So we were there, and it was uh, it was run by June Pock and Eric Helmuth and the the Harvard Crossword uh, Society. Society and the Boston Cruciverbalists. Right. So a whole a number of people all sort of collaborated to make this happen, and and they got Will Shorts to come and regale the crowd with uh, uh, he crossword. Some, he told some very entertaining stories. I he has a very good delivery with crossword stories. I mean, he knows his audience. He really does. And I love that the stories almost always end with, and then my phone started ringing. I, I don't think I noticed that his stories end that way. What do you mean he didn't notice that? Because of the different errors or if the different... When he was talking about the the uh, April Fool's... Yes, yes. always, crossword. And it was always his phone at the Times. Yeah. His phone, <laughs> right. My phone at the Times started ringing. Right. Yeah. Because Doesn't he, he work out of his own house? Uh, I think so, but he has he an, an office. office. Does he have an office? Maybe he at gets the forwarded. His his. I feel, and I I only believe he works out of his house solely because in the wordplay movie and in the Jeopardy episode that he was on, like those, all that footage is like him in his puzzle library. It seems like it, and that doesn't that looks like a house. That doesn't look like his office at the New York. But maybe Times it is building. his office. I suppose so. I mean, he's been there twenty years or whatever. He maybe he has a fancy library office. Maybe his cubicles look like uh, a fireplace. Uh, okay. Maybe? Oh, cubicles. What do you think I said? Cuticles. <laughs> I, I really got confused. So the uh, tournament was made up of four puzzles. Now, disclaimer, these puzzles are yet to be published in the New York Times, so we are not going to talk about any specific clue and answers. That's right. But there were four puzzles, and uh, and they are all appearing in subsequent New York Times uh, papers. I believe so. it was a Monday, it was a Tuesday, and it was two Wednesdays. Something along those there lines. There seems to be a little bit of debate yeah, about that. But. Well, I guess we'll find out in the next couple of weeks when they actually run. Uh, I finished... Uh, there were, well, well, there were oh, what, 120? Uh, 100, 122. 122 people there. were three there. divisions. There was the undergraduate graduate division for Harvard uh, students. Right. There was the pairs division right. for people solving together. Right. And there was the solo division. So that was everybody else. Yes. And the solo division was won by Douglas Goodman. Yes. Douglas who, Goodman won the solo division. Who you might... His name might... Uh, you might recognize it from the applet. It's possible. After the tournament was over, we actually had a chance to talk to uh, Doug Goodman uh, about... The whole tournament and sort of get his opinion on it. Now, so you're from New York. You're not from Boston. You came up here because you knew this event was happening, and uh, you thought, "Hey, this would be a this would be a, a lot of fun." Yeah, there there are two main reasons. One is um, actually probably three. One is my wife doesn't want me around that much. Um, I know what that feels like. Two, two is. Uh, um, you know, I'm from Boston originally, so it was a chance to come up and, and see the family and do this. And three was at the uh, at, at Brooklyn this year. I missed out on the C finals by leaving three squares blank on an easy on one of the easier puzzles. And um, after my wife called me an idiot many times, some related to that, she said, "Okay, you got to go up there and see if you can do it without making mistakes." So, uh, and so obviously today you solved all four puzzles without making any errors. 
That I did. I, I remembered this time actually uh, to check to see if you uh, had put in all the, the uh, filled in all the blanks because I've, I've learned that you do better when you do. Um, and, <laughs> we learned that in the movie as well. You and Al Sanders have that to share. You know, that, that's, that's the thing that everybody, um, uh, everybody beat me up about after uh, my misstep at, in Brooklyn was you watched the movie. That's why you ended up there. How, you know, how would you not check? When did you realize you had left blank squares? Uh, when I asked Byron Walden to look at what mistake I made ah. on that puzzle was. Now, was this your first year at the uh, at the Brooklyn tournament? It was my first year in Brooklyn, yes. All right, so it's a, a bunch of firsts uh, all around. Did you just start doing crosswords, or are you new to all of that? Um, I have done crosswords for a while. Started doing them, uh, you know, re I was one of those wordplay people who somebody in my office saw me doing one, said you should really watch this documentary, uh, watched it, started doing the, uh, the uh, Times puzzle on the web, started comparing my times to people, and said, you know, I, sh I live in Manhattan, I should really go down to Brooklyn for it. I mean, it's, you know, they, they, they say Brooklyn's another country, but it's really not. It's, it's, it's on the same subway line. So That is true. How much did you pay Dan Fair not to compete today? You know, it was somewhere in the, uh, the small four figures, um, but it, the issue here, and this is where I'm going to have to go talk to Dan, is that he told me there is a uh, $15,000 first prize, so I, I really feel like I didn't come out of it. It really is quite lucky that uh, Dan Fair did not compete. Uh, Dan Fair would have run away with everything, and uh, it was mostly lucky for Doug Goodman, I guess, that uh, Dan <laughs> Fair didn't compete. I think they're friends, are they not? I don't. Do they know each other? I think they know each other from from the crossword. And not to take Could anything be. away from Douglas Goodman's style. No, I no, mean, no, 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 no. He's, he's very, very smart. He's very, very good at the crosswords. You know what I liked? It was that, like after Puzzle Two or something. We were just standing out in the hallway and chatting idly. I had never met Douglas Goodman before, and it, we were just talking to him. Right. He was just this guy who was just standing there talking. Right. And and I asked him if he had ever finished a Tuesday puzzle by himself. <laughs> Continuing yep. my streak of exactly. being an idiot. Exactly. Yeah, that streak is not going to stop anytime soon, is it? I hope it doesn't. I hope not. That's my whole hook. Is it? Yes. That I is my hook. I didn't know you hook. had a hook. Well, that's what realize. it is. That's what it is. Okay. All right. Uh, we were also able to talk to uh, two of the guys from the, the Harvard Crossword Society. Do you know what you're saying? Well, I knew what the first the first two words of what I was saying, yeah. and I've forgotten what the third word is. Have you remembered now? No. No, do you want me to say it? Yes, please. Okay. Also, after the tournament, we were able to talk to uh, some of the people who helped put it together, members of the Harvard Crossword Society, as well as it is uh, society. the founder of the Boston Cruciverbalists. Eric Helmuth. Yes. All right, we're, we're starting again. You are? I'm Rob Ciafani, a senior here at Harvard. And you are? Kyle Mahowald, also a senior. And your association is? Uh, the Harvard College Crossword Society. And what, what do you guys do? Uh, well, we started the Harvard College Crossword Society uh, two years ago. That was our sophomore year. Uh, Kyle was pretty much the inspiration for that. He's a, a big solver, has had many records in his own right. I think you still have one, right? Uh, G's? <laughs> no, I lost the G oh, record. Oh, you lost the G record. Okay. What, what is the G record? I, uh, I started constructing puzzles in high school. Uh, I interned with Will. Uh, for a summer, um, I guess I was at a t at, the t at one time was the youngest Sunday constructor, which I've since lost. So, uh, did Caleb Madison was he the one who broke your your? Uh, so someone else broke it first. I think Natan last uh, oh. broke it first, and then Caleb has since broken his record. And uh, how many people are in your association? Um, it's a pretty small 
Association. Uh, there were two of us and Nathaniel and then yeah, some it's, other... Uh, I, I it's growing. And so you obviously do the uh, tournament, and what, what else is involved with the association? Uh, we've had a couple other small events, just sort of getting together, to talk about constructing puzzles. Uh, We've had, yeah, sort of, like, uh, we had a constructing seminar last year. Now, how do you feel uh, the tournament went today? Uh, I think it went really well. Uh, we had, the Crossword community really came out to uh, help volunteer. Uh, we had a lot of judges, a lot of contestants. It was, it was uh, I think, a great event. Is there uh, anything you would have liked to have gone better? Or? Yeah, I think the one thing that uh, I would hope for in future years is just to get uh, a few more undergrads out here. Um, we had a great group of solvers. Um, but I think we, it would be great to get uh, the undergraduate community a little more involved. Okay, well, thank you so much, guys. It's been a great event. Yeah, thanks. And here is Eric Helmuth. Well, I am the founder of Cruciverbalists of Boston, or Boston Crew, which is a social group of Boston area crossword fans. And this is the first time we've had a chance to join forces with Harvard. So the great thing about this event for us was the, the coming together of town and gown. Of, uh, of the community and the Harvard community uh, all together and discovering this shared love of crosswords. Well, fantastic. So before this, what sort of things would the Boston Cruciferbalist group you know, put together? Were there tournaments? Were there events? Was it, what was it? We basically find an excuse to get together. So sometimes we'll do something called a Saturday Solve where we just get together, rent a room in a library, solve puzzles together, maybe try to find the constructor to come talk to us, eat. Socialize. This all, the group started because we discovered down in Brooklyn and in Stanford that there were a lot of people from Boston who liked to go down to ACPT, who were a lot of fun, who said, you know, I, I wish that there was something more after this because we've had all this fun in Brooklyn, so now what do we do when we come back? And that's how the group came together. The, what really inspired me to start was seeing the movie wordplay, seeing that crossword people were actually really fun and not nerdy and withdrawn, but great sense of humor, smart, intelligent, engaging people who were actually social. So I went to ACPT, found that to be true, found of awesome people here, and I said, you know, we, we need to do this here. So uh, anyone who's interested in joining up with the Boston Crew just needs to visit www.bostoncrewcru.org. Is it limited to people who actually live in Boston? Anybody who wants to come to an event is more than welcome to join up. And how do you think the event went today? Wonderfully. We, uh, we sold out the number of slots that we allotted for competitors, and we did that just so we could manage the, the scoring on site. And is there anything else that you would do differently for, for next year? I think we might try to do onstage finals like they do at Brooklyn. Do you have a, a, a grease board person that can get the, <laughs> do that for you? That's the sticking point. <laughs> Any volunteers? Get a hold of me. It was a great event. I thought it was, I had a great time. I was pretty exhausted, though, by the end of it. Oh, we my got God. up so early in the morning to drive up there, and then spent the day there, and then driving back, I was, I was pooped. Explain to me why the drive back is always longer than the drive up. See, I think that's strange, because usually I find that the drive back is shorter. It feels not in this instance in particular, but in long drives in general, I feel like the drive home is shorter. Oh, God. It didn't seem that way. The for drive this. home was endless. It was endless. It in was... fact, we're still on the road. <laughs> we are. If you can tell us how to get off of the merit, that would be uh, that would be good because we're still there. Oh, oh, let's talk about our parking space that we got. Oh my God, are we, <laughs> did, are we, did we post that picture? No, you you have it on your. I know, phone. but our, did we post it with this with this podcast? Oh yes, we did. We, okay, that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> Maybe we should post us a link to it in case somebody does not want to see it. Okay, that we, we posted reasonable. a link a link to it in case you don't want to see it.
we we oh. had we we got a great spot. We did. I did some like, very impressive parallel parking. You did. We I went, in fact I in fact sat in the car, sort of just eagerly planning how I was going to mock Ryan for his failure to parallel park, and then instead he succeeded to parallel park in so the I, first try. I was left with no room to mock. So we we get out of the car. We go around to the trunk where our bags and coats are, and below the the car on the pavement is. A dead rat at the size of a small pony. Oh my god, it was a huge rat. It was a rodent of unusual size. It was. God, I mean... It was gigantic. all honesty, it was probably, what, like, eight inches, nine inches? I mean, it was was bigger than a good burrito. (laughs) I think it was... To put it in perspective... It was a nine-pounder. I think that was... uh, I think you could wrap a tortilla around it and serve it at some restaurants. What do you think? I think I've been served that at yeah? some restaurant. Chipotle? Qdoba? <laughs> where, where is it that you get it? The rat burrito. And how do you serve that? I mean, what do you like on it? Uh, pico I like, de gallo? I like pico de gallo. Cheese? I like cheese. I like, uh, I like it sometimes all carbone. What does that mean? Uh, it means of the carbone. Oh, okay, of course. To sum up, it was a great time. They're going to do it again, hopefully. Everybody should join the Boston Crusoe Verbalists. Everybody should join the Harvard Crossword Society if you're an undergrad in Harvard. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, next year uh, in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Just like at Passover. Yes. The next item up on our agenda. Agenda number four. Agenda number four. Agenda item number four. I'm this sorry. This has to do with our Twitter contest and i want to thank the people who have who have or started to follow us on twitter yeah for those who actually understand twitter i'm now going to speak to you and tell you that uh we uh the ryan and brian uh, fill me in podcast show we have a twitter account and our name on twitter is be more smarter and it, you can find us if you go to twitter.com i think you can put that in well you keep well somehow. here's the deal there and have, if you're a member of the twitter right, that you you're, can tweet, you're not going to let me talk you can twit no. I'll just, and I'll just sit back here. I mean, toodle. It doesn't matter and, that uh, I that I know more about this than you do. You just and, and what you do you is, continue to talk. No, I'll no, I'll be in you, the back. No, I'm, I, I'll talk. I'll talk to you later. Is that is that how it works? All right. So go to twitter.com. <laughs> I said that part. <laughs> go to twitter.com slash be more smarter. Uh, we've had about uh, twenty or so of our loyal listeners sign up. And started to follow us. We uh, tweeted from Boston. Uh, but the big news is that our contest is still on. How's it going to work? Well, we're recording the show next week. It's next we're, week. We're we, going to we, be recording on Sunday. What is the date of that? Uh, April 12th. April 12th. Uh, we're gonna Sunday. Be, it's a Sunday in April. We're going to be recording our show uh, at uh, in the noon hour. Yes, at noon Eastern time. Noon Eastern time on Sunday, April twelfth, uh, at noon. At noon, we're or shortly s- after, or shortly uh, after. Just, you know, give us twenty minutes. Uh, uh, at either. approximately noon, exactly. <laughs> at, at, at approximately noon, exactly. <laughs> at approximately noon, exactly. We are going on to Sunday, s- April twelfth. Yes, we're going to. We're send going out to send out. A, wait, a, I, I want to say part of it. <laughs> this isn't fair. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so at approximately noon exactly on Sunday the 12th of April, the fourth month in the year <laughs> of his Lord, 2009, <laughs> we are going to tweet into the world, Be More Smarter is going to announce a contest. All right. So the, the tweet is going to look like this. It's going to have the word CONTEST in all caps. Then after that is going to be a question. Yes, a trivia question. A, a trivia question is going to pertain to this show today. 
Although I believe, I firmly believe that listening to this show is not 100% essential to answering the trivia question. Well, it's going to be... It is going to be about information contained within this show. But what maybe, maybe did not, I just say? But maybe not contained exclusively within this show. The first person to reply... Via Twitter. Via Twitter. The first person to twit back... With the correct answer... Will win a prize. And the prize is a copy, a brand new spanking copy straight from the publisher, <laughs> Stan- <laughs> Stanley Newman's Crossword Shortcuts. Yes, Stanley Newman's Crossword Shortcuts. That's your prize. The winner, we'll let the winner know via Twitter, and then we will... Uh, we'll also send you the book via Twitter. <laughs> and then we will somehow get your, your address... Uh, <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> well, I'm saying we're using gonna, our vast resources. <laughs> we're gonna get. You're gonna give us your address in a non-public manner. <laughs> I don't. I'm not saying that I need to demand them to send their address via Twitter. Oh boy, there's nothing at all sort of creepy and wrong about the way you're putting all of this out there. Nothing. No, no, no. Nothing at all. It sounds totally legitimate. I don't and think safe. that's creepy at all. Okay. To sum up. Oh please, sum up, would you? <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, yeah. twitter.com slash be more smarter. April 12th, noon or thereabouts, we will be sending out a tweet. It will say contest in all caps. It will have a trivia question. The first person to retweet us back with the correct answer wins Stanley Newman's crossword shortcut. An invaluable resource for all of your shortcut crossword <laughs> needs. Are we up to the final segment final of this program? Final segment of the agenda. Wow. So the final segment is uh, the arc. Two spellings indeed. Here's the deal. We're going to read it. We got some email from Joanne Sullivan. We did. Uh, uh, who was a, a, a Lollapazoola attendant. And, and an ACPT attendant. And a good friend of ours. This was not part of the viewer mailbag this week because it was particular to this segment well, of the show. Well, see, what happened was last week, I uh, we started talking... For those who don't know, the arc is that we're going to be constructing a puzzle and submitting it to the New York Times. Right. That's this the arc. Is, this is the arc. This is what we're hoping to talk about I came up with season two. I came up with a theme idea last week. Brian completely misinterpreted it into thinking I wanted to put the word on. Well, why don't you explain what your theme was? My theme was to hide into theme answers things that people search for. Yes. And the only thing I could think of at the time was ARC. And then you yes. misinterpreted uh, interpreted it as me wanting to put the word ARC in Can everything. I tell you why I misinterpreted it? The reason was because what you said to me was, I want to design a crossword where, you, where, 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 hidden, where hidden in the, in the themes, ah, you would, you would hunt for, ah, you would like find the Ark. <laughs> it was something like that. No, well. And was, you wanted to find the Ark. And so it sounded to me like what you wanted was Ark hidden in a bunch of theme answers. What you wanted was to like find hidden treasures, right. secret hidden things that are hidden in the world. Uh, also to be hidden multiple into theme things, answers. One of which could be the arc. Right. Well, our friend Joanne Sullivan took your idea and, and went in a, well, a similar... Well, my but misinterpreted idea. Took your misinterpreted idea. So so basically took my idea. Right. And, and uh, turned it into something quite into cool. A, and turned it into an actual puzzle, which I think now she's going to submit to the Times. Which is fantastic. Uh, and I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this on the air. No, but, we uh, totally are. We are? We are. You're certain of it? I am certain of it. Okay. Uh, so Joanne Sullivan has uh, said to us, I thought of a way of taking Ryan's germ of an idea about using arc in a crossword puzzle and turning it into a theme. Instead of trying to find arc and other things in the theme answers, how about using the lost arc as the theme and omitting the word arc from the theme answers? Cornered the market could become cornered the met 
with the clue, caught a New York ball player in a rundown? And then the final theme answer would be uh, the Lost Ark, clued with object of Indiana Jones's quest and the theme of this puzzle. I think that's great. I think it's brilliant. And Joanne, uh, I, I think you should definitely develop it. this and submit it. And I think she, I think she has the puzzle done. I think you, well, you've got all your theme answers put together. I don't know if you use software for it or if you can come up with a fill yourself or what you uh, what your next step is. Certainly, if there's anything that Ryan and I can do to help, I'm, I'm happy to test solve it. I'm happy to. Help you come up with clues? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome. I think it's a great idea, and I think you should go with it. And I'm all for any kind of Indiana Jones-themed puzzles. Absolutely. As long as they don't have anything to do with the Crystal Skull. No, no, no. As long as it's the first three Indiana Really, the Jones. only three. So we, uh, I guess that's, we don't have any new developments on our, on our end that, no. that, that you're allowing me to talk about. No, I'm not allowing you to talk about it. You can talk about it next week. Sometime why, after. Why are we noon. waiting a week? What does that? What does that matter? Yeah, spread it out. You know why you still watch Lost? Because why? they've dangled it along in front of you there for four years. Uh, today is officially opening day of the 2009 yes. baseball season. Uh, baseball season begins. If you want to write us with your thoughts about baseball, crossword puzzles, Twitter, what is included in Boston, and whether Stephen Grimaldi Grant owes us software, send us an email to rbxblog at gmail Yes. And uh, and Twitter us at Be More Smarter. Twitter us until your thumbs are raw. Yeah, you were hoping that was going to come out better, weren't you? It came out all right. Yeah, barely. But it, it came out all right. It, it, it came out. You said barely, so that means it came out all right. Barely. Barely, but that's all right. Barely. <laughs> and no, no, sorry, no, sorry, you sorry, 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 no, 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 that's it. Forget it. Forget it. I've done with you. I've done with all of this garbage. I've done, I've done, I've done. If you have finished me off, I've done.